0: We have been. I have been uh, in a series called "Greater." Everybody say "Greater." <clears throat> Who's greater? God is greater. Nothing fits on the other side. No, we've got God over here on the greater than side. Nothing can come over on His side. Everything is less than God. Everything. Nothing can come on that side. Whatever it is that you're facing, cannot come on that side. It doesn't compare. And uh, I want you to know today's a day of freedom because you know what God's greater than? God is greater than fear. And I want you to know all of us at some time have battled or are battling fear. And I want you to know God is the God over fear. God is over fear. You do not have to live a life of fear. I'm teaching on Wednesday nights about these enemies that want to kind of camp out in our home, and unfortunately we get used to them living with us. And fear is one of them. You've lived with fear so long you've become acquainted with them. And you feel like it's normal to have to live a life of fear. That is not normal. It's not normal to live a life of fear. It's abnormal. It's not God's plan for you to, be, to live in fear. It's God's plan for you to live out of fear. Not, not live out of fear. That didn't sound right. To not live in fear. Everybody say amen. amen. Don't raise your hand. How many here have battled fear? I raised my hand. I said don't raise your hand, but I raised my hand. (laughs) I've battled fear. I battle fear. Fear is the unpleasant emotion caused by the belief of something or someone is dangerous. Likely to cause pain or a threat. What do we fear? What don't we fear? What do we fear? We fear rejection. We fear failure. We fear death. We fear snakes. Justin fears clowns. (laughs) Sounds funny, but some do. It's You know, when you think about what you're afraid of, sometimes it's almost laughable that you're afraid of it. Spiders. The dark. We fear the dark. But did you know that Scripture says it says at least 365 times in, in the Bible, it says, "Do not fear." Do you know that? Why would God tell us so many times, "Do not fear? I believe that it's because we're not supposed to. <laughs> that kind of that kind of took a minute. You guys you guys over here need to kind of catch up a little bit. We kind of I'm kidding. I love y'all too. No. We're not supposed to. It's not part of God's plan. 2 Timothy chapter 1. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God didn't give it to us. The fear that you are being gripped by was not given to you by God. What did he give us? It tells us, it says that he gives us power. Right? Does he give us power? He gives us love and he gives us a sound mind. But I want to stay on this scripture just for a minute. You know, I want you to know uh, revelation can come at any time. And revelation came to me on this scripture just as I was studying it over the last couple weeks. Because the wording is a little bit different here. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. And of love. And of love of a sound mind. Why wouldn't he just say, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind? That's not what it says. It says, of love, which means we've got to refer back to the statement before. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of power. He has given us a spirit of love. He has given us a spirit of a sound mind. It's not some little one-shot deal. The Word tells us that He has given us His Spirit. What is His Spirit? His His is a Spirit of power. It's a Spirit of love, and it's a Spirit of a sound mind. And it says that nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. I can't be separated from God. Nothing's big enough to remove me from it. So I should walk with a Spirit of power. I should walk with a Spirit of love. I should walk with a Spirit of a sound mind. Now, can y'all grasp that, or can you, we don't need to just think, he's just given us these little bullets to fire, and once we fired them, they're gone. They're not gone. It's a spirit. How many of you know it's different to walk around afraid of something and to walk around with a spirit of fear? Have you ever had a dog come run up on you? Fear wants to get on you. Why? God God gives us that reaction in order to be safe, in order to get away, in order to our adrenaline to get to pumping, to make the move we need to make to get away. That's not bad. That's a reaction that we have in order to keep us safe. But when we walk around with a spirit of fear, that's completely different. And if that's you, I want you to know you are not um, damaged goods you are not damaged goods you are not a second rate Christian because you've battled it because it's real a spirit of fear is real and you would be surprised how many of us battle it he hasn't given us a spirit of fear why would he tell us that so we would know it's our enemy a spirit of fear is our enemy 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. Verse 15, The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but a person is not subject to merely human judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have to change our thinking. We have to build up our belief in who we are. We have to build up our belief in who God is and who we are in God. Who are you in God? I am his, and he is mine. I am my beloved's, and he is mine. And not only that, he has given me his spirit, and I have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. Point number one. Can y'all say that with me? I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. You need to start defeating those spoken words that have been spoken over you that are no good. I have the mind of Christ. I am not dumb. I will succeed. I will do great things. I, am, I have been beautifully made, beautifully and wonderfully made. I am God's creation. We need to defeat those words that we're dumb, that we're never going to amount to anything, that you can't do it. Elizabeth and I were reading our devotion this week. (laughs) Oh, this is just too much. Goodness. That's like three weeks in a row. I mean, there is a God in heaven that is can do miracles. Those of you that haven't been here, we've been joking about how Elizabeth and I are trying to do a devotion together, and it's, it's, it's a challenge, men. It's a challenge. But talking about how so many times we have the mindset of we can't do it. Who says? God says, I can do it. The Lord says, as long as I'm with Him, I can do all things, regardless of what your teacher, your parent, or whoever has spoken over you. I have the mind of Christ. You can do it. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. I was talking to our greeter leaders this morning and talked about what if Jesus were a greeter? How can we have that same mindset? Because I believe if I showed up, to a church and Jesus was the greeter, I believe he would treat me like I was the most important person that showed up that day. I don't believe he would just treat me that way. I believe that I would be that to him. It's not just a show. It's his heart. And we have that ability. That's what we're expected, to get on that potter's wheel, remember from last week, and allow the Lord to begin to conform us into the likeness of Christ. Men and women, that's possible for you to become more like Christ. It's our calling. How can we ever do that? We have the mind of Christ, we have the spirit of Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What's in you is the hope of glory. Can anybody grasp how awesome you are? Especially you. And how Christ views you. He sees you as awesome. And as His agent to perform His will. God is greater. If you genuinely are battling fear. And you're genuinely battling the spirit of fear. And what I mean is, is that, fear, that fear leads you. It affects your decision. In every aspect of your walk, you're dealing with fear. You have forgotten who God is and who you are. You have not been given the spirit of fear by God. So, if it didn't come from God, where did it come from? It came from the enemy. And how do we get rid of it? How do we defeat the enemy? You know, James chapter 4 says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. We have to submit. We have to come under. We have to follow his commands. And then we have to resist. Uh, Again, in our devotion, it talked about temptation and how we're supposed to resist temptation. One of the things, this is actually a Joyce Meyer uh, devotion that we were reading yesterday. And um, she had said that when you don't have any money, don't go shopping. Sorry, women, that one probably hit pretty hard right there. And men. And shopping isn't what it used to be. Now you can get on Amazon.com or Zappos or whatever. You can do it right where you're sitting and begin to just desire things that it's, it's not the time for it. But to resist temptation, you just don't go shopping. We have the power to resist What it is that you're struggling with, the Word tells us to resist. That means you can resist. Pastor, you don't know what's gripping me. No, I don't. But I know what grips me. And the Word tells me that I can resist it. I can. I can resist it. Why? Because I've been given a spirit of power and a spirit of love and a spirit of a sound mind. Which means when that corruption, that corrupt stuff wants to come into my mind, I can resist it and I can overcome it because Christ in me is the hope of glory. Violently resist, identify the enemy and resist his tac- tactics, then he will flee. Fear will flee. Because when God is with us and God is love and God has given us His Spirit, His Spirit of love, perfect love, Scripture tells us that perfect love casts out that's not it all fear, not some fear, not a little fear. Elizabeth's like, what? All fear, not just fear. It's not enough all fear. Everybody say all fear. all fear. Am I a little bit too adamant? Am I a little bit too animated? I use the word animated. I said, I said to one of my kids, you're animated, and they thought, I'm a cartoon. No, it's <laughs> not what I mean. Listen, somebody, some of you need to resist fear. We had the father-daughter date night, and uh, they, play all, they play all these old school songs so much. I mean, finally, every now and then, it's like, please just play something current. But they play all this old school, school stuff, and they play the twist. And oh, sure enough, here I go, I, I, wasn't, it, I wasn't that age. I mean, my parents did the twist. I didn't do the twist, but I know how to do it. So my kids are looking at me, and I'm like, act like you got a towel on, and you're drying off. And they're like, okay, I got it. We get with it on some other hip dances, don't we, Rob? Yeah. So what I'm saying, you got to resist that, you know, There's a few others of you I was dancing with. I don't see you all, but you're hiding back there right now, and I saw you dancing. Come on, man. We've got the joy of the Lord. Why can't we, why can't we experience the joy of the Lord? Come on. Got my three daughters, doggone it. We're going to dance. We're going to have fun. We're going to, daddy's going to do the right thing right here and love on his girls and Awesome. What in the world was I talking about? Fear. (laughs) Resist. Resist. Everybody say resist. resist. Did I get to the word? There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Point number two, perfect love casts out Fear, not just fear, it casts out, come on, all fear. Oh, I don't even have it on there. All fear. I got it here, I don't have it there, but it is all fear. Regardless of what the bullet says, it's all fear. Everybody say all fear. All All we need is love. All we need is love. All we need is love, love. Love Oh, yeah. They got it wrong. Perfect love. All we need is perfect love. Perfect love. Perfect love casts out all fear. All fear. God's love. Do you have God's love? Good question. If the answer is yes, then you can wave bye-bye to fear. If no, then, Houston, we have a problem. Brandy. How do I know I have God's love? Let's go back one scripture. First John. We were just on 1 John four eighteen. Let's go back to First John chapter four, verse seven. Now, church, this is kind of lengthy, but it's easy for us to just grab hold of. Perfect love uh, casts out all fear. Let's go back because the scripture previous to that shows us whether or not we have God's love. So let's do that. Hang in there with me. First John verse four. First John four verse seven. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. It starts by loving one another. Oh, no. Fortunately, God will equip you for this. God will equip you. We didn't love God first. He loved us. And in him loving us, he gave us him. He gave us his spirit. He gave us his spirit of love. He has given us the tools in order to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in in us. And his love has been perfected in us you know what? God's love is going to have to be perfected in us to love some people. Can anybody say amen to that? It's okay. We are not second rate because we're struggling to love someone. We just need God. Amen? By this we know that we abide in Him and that He in us because He has given us His Spirit. Have you ever had a moment where you were able to love on somebody that you never thought you could? And it just made you recognize God is with you. I could have never done that on my own. Never. That's a good thought to have. Verse 14. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him. And he in God, verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18. There is no fear in love. There's no crying in baseball. I'm sorry, I did not script all this stuff out where I've got all these phrases, but you know what, you guys know me well enough to know we've got to, I I read 10 scriptures and we've got to slow down because you need to realize what this scripture is trying to say is, is love in you? You need to identify, is love in you? Because if it isn't, we need to get it in you. God needs to get in you. It's saying that if we don't have love, we don't have God. You can't say you have God and you don't have love. Those two don't go together. So please do not go numb to the reading of God's Word. There's no crying in baseball. I've seen crying in baseball and it doesn't work. In fact, I think I probably have cried in baseball i got a good friend that's here today that reminded me of me getting my foot broke in baseball. I'd even forgot it. My coach is sitting over there, and one of the players is over here, and I'd forgot. And I I don't know that I cried. He'd probably say I did. I'd probably say I didn't. But uh, there's no fear in love. There's no fear in love. But perfect love casts out all fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God, and he hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? In this commandment we have for him that he who loves God must love his brother. Now, do you love God? You are commanded to love your brother. I didn't say that. He said that. We are commanded, and we are able. We are able. Say, I am able. Is love in your heart? How is your heart? Are you struggling with fear? Fill up with love. I'm almost done. Matthew chapter 10, verse 30. And even the hairs on your head are all numbered, So don't be afraid, you are worth more than sparrows. If God cares for the birds with great care, and you are worth more than birds, the Word says, don't be afraid. Think about how you care for valuable things. Think about how you care for valuable things. Think about how stupid and goofy we are with our iPhones. We go and spend $50, 75 $100 on cases for our iPhones, and we put our iPhones in these cases and say, Okay, little iPhone, you're gonna be okay now. Everything's gonna be okay. I'm taking good care of you. I'm taking good care of you. Oh, <gasps> oh. You know, you're okay. Took good care of you. <laughs> Justin won't put a case on his iPhone, but he walks around with it like this, and he says, Don't you touch my iPhone. Think about how, yeah, he does. I know he does. I'm not kidding. Think about how God cares for you. God cares for you. Do you realize who's put the case on you? Do you realize what case has been put on you? And it doesn't wear out, and you have to cut off the little parts that kind of start hanging off of it and You know, it starts warping. God's case doesn't warp. Do you know who's caring for you? Then what's the deal with fear? It doesn't deserve to be in your camp. The Lord says, I'm caring for you, therefore don't be afraid. I have paid a great price for you so that you did not have to live in fear. I, the Lord, have something much better. I have love. I have power. I have a sound mind. And do not be afraid is a command. Second Chronicles 32 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor dismayed before the king of Assyria nor before the multitudes that is with him, for there are more with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us fight our battles. And the people were strengthened by the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Do not fear. Faith is the absence of fear. And faith comes by hearing. But when we fear, we are hearing the wrong thing. Our belief structure is being challenged when we fear. What you believe in is being challenged. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. You know what the scripture identifies to me? That when I'm afraid, it should identify my, the absence of God, it should identify that I have pulled away or I've gone in the wrong direction. When I am afraid, a trigger should happen and draw me closer to the Lord. Amen. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. The emotion of fear should trigger us to recognize the absence of God. We are gods. We have been seated in heavenly places. We carry His name. We are His children. Joshua chapter 1 have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That, the f- fear is being driven out of the children's church right now. They're probably not even talking about fear. But let me tell you, children battle fear, and they're getting free. Why not us? Why not you? Why don't you get free? Wherever you go, God is with you. So, you know what that means? If God is with us, do you know where we are? We're not over here. Yes, we are less than God, but we have the Spirit of Christ. We are His. He is ours. We are with Him. When we face, there's the enemy, here we are. Wait a, wait a minute. Oh yeah, God. Okay, I can take this. What are you facing What then shall we say to these things? If God is with us, who could be against us? Last one, and this is a biggie. Jairus, a leader in his city, just got the report that his daughter had died. In Luke chapter 8, he had just gotten the report that his daughter had died. Now, parents, would fear not want to jump right on you? And pound you to the ground. Pound you to the ground. Jairus came to Jesus and asked Jesus to help. When Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Do not be afraid, only believe. You have got to change your belief structure. That when you face that challenge, I know some people this week have gotten some terrible reports. Do not be afraid. Only believe. What are you facing? I am here to tell you, you've come here for a word today, and that word is directly from Jesus. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Do you know that what you believe is what you will walk out? What you believe is what you will walk out. You can't just say you believe it and then walk in a different way. Your belief has got to equal your walk or else you don't believe it. Only believe. And what did Jairus do? He walked with Jesus and he believed. And that little girl came back to life. That thing that you think is dead in your life, the Lord can resurrect. Only believe that challenge that is so much all up in your face and you see no way out, the Lord can rescue you from it. Only believe. I'm asking you today to step out of your box. Step out of that bondage of fear and believe God, that, that God is worthy of trust. Trust. Now, that belief has to now be walked out with you getting in his word, you abiding in his word, you asking the Holy Spirit to come into your life, to come into your heart, that you would have the spirit of power and love and a sound mind, and you got to start walking. Jairus had to continue walking. He didn't see the result right then. He had to keep walking until he got home, and there she was. You've got to get up and walk as though it has already, you've already overcome. That's faith. Walking it out as though it's already been done. Believing fully in your heart that the Lord is with you. I'm not saying it's easy. Stepping out in faith is hard. But the Lord is worthy of your trust.
1: One time, one of my little girls asked me, Mom, does it embarrass you that your shoes are so noisy? <laughs>
0: they are noisy.
1: But I wanna encourage us this morning. I think sometimes it's easy to look at fear and identify fear in other people's lives. And, um, you know, we have, I have watched fear in one of the lives of my children. And Ruth Ann t- said that I could share this. Um, but she was our, our little um, brave, She was the child that when we took her to the ocean for the first time, she just ran right into the waves. It was like you you couldn't stop her. She was the kid who rode the roller coasters when nobody else would ride them, and she'd get off and say, I want to do it again. She was that child, and she was always a brave little person. And, um, you know, I think sometimes the enemy attacks strengths that can be used for the glory of God. And, you know, we saw it very early on in Ruth Ann's life that the enemy began to try to attack that courage and that strength and that boldness. And um, one of the ways that he did that, I felt like was through um, the accident, um, the motorcycle accident. You guys have heard us tell that story over and over. She was five. And, um, yeah, we were real dumb parents. We both got the Parent of the Year awards that day. um, But she was on a motorcycle, and she had a horrid, horrid accident and um, had a mild concussion. And It was a very scary thing, but the Lord saved her. And I always said that it was like he just sent his angels and just said, no, not today. Not today, devil. You're not having Ruthie today. And you know, she came out of that without a scar. She has a little bit of a scar on her knee, but her face is beautiful. Her head, she was not damaged in any way. And I praise God, but I wanna tell you what I watched is I watched fear come in that day. And I watched a little girl have to struggle with fear. And uh, we have overcome, haven't we? Praise the Lord. We've overcome. Um, by by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But I'm telling you, it was a struggle. And instead of reacting to things with courage and great bravery, she would shrink away from things and get afraid of things. But as we prayed and as we sought the Lord and as I prayed over her and spoke over her and she began to hide the word in her heart, you know what, I've watched her overcome. And I want you to know she just went to a friend's house Friday night and they painted together for an activity. Um, It was after the father-daughter dance, so it was really Saturday by the time they painted. But you know what she painted? That verse that says, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. Because that's been her life verse. She knows she can trust in the Lord. And she knows when she's hurting that she cries out to Jesus and he rescues her and saves her. But now let's apply this to ourselves because I think that it's really easy to talk about children and see it in children's life. But you know what? Let's just talk about when our plan uh, doesn't work out or when we can't see the end. And you know what? I was just here. I am just coming up on finishing a degree. And you know what? I can't see the end. I can see the degree, but I can't see past that. I don't have a plan yet. And you know what the enemy tries to start whispering is, well, what if you're not good enough? And what if really nobody wants to hire you? What if nobody really wants to give you a full-time job? You've done all this, you're gonna have your master's degree, what if? And you know what? Paul and I started saying together, that's the enemy whispering in my ear. And you know what? I'm not listening to that. And that's fear, really. That's really fear. And so I just want to encourage you today, whatever you're battling, whatever the enemy is trying to whisper in your ear, don't listen. Don't listen to the enemy. And, you know, one of the things that always encourages me is that the the Word of God tells us that um, Jesus is the shepherd and that the sheep hear his voice, and they don't listen to the voice of another. So I want to encourage you to silence the other voices in your head and get in tune with what God's saying about your life because you know what? He has a great hope and a future and it's not one of fear and despair. It's just not. Amen, amen. Amen. Now I wanna read you something that the Lord showed me a few years ago and it's Esther 4.13 and it says, and Mordecai told them to answer Esther. Do not think in your heart that you will escape the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, that you remember where Esther was at this time. She was fighting for her people. And it would have been easier for her to have closed her mouth. It would have been simpler. It would have been easier for her to just run away from the battle that, that lied ahead, but you know what? He said, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish, yet who knows, who knows, who knows? I don't know, I don't know. I really don't know what lies ahead, but you know what, God knows, God knows. I don't really know, and you know what? I can rest in that. I can rest in that. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And so I just want to encourage you that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this and that God has a great plan for your life and that I want to pray that you would have a spirit of boldness and not a spirit of fear, but you would be somebody who would run to the battle and not run away in Jesus' name. And so let's just pray right now, in Jesus' name, is that okay if we pray? Father God, I just thank you, God, for this word. I thank you, God, that you're greater than fear. I thank you, God, that you've called us here for such a time as this, Lord God. And Father God, that we don't have to be afraid. And Father God, we welcome your Holy Spirit, God. We welcome the fact that we don't know, that we don't see the future, God, but you do, Father God. You see it, God, and Father God, we want your plan to come forth, God, and so we call it forth today out of heaven into earth, Father. And we thank you, God, that your plan's a good plan. You're a good father, and we're not afraid, God. So right now, Father God, we push fear out of the way, Lord God. We thank you that your word tells us you haven't given us a spirit of fear. And so, Father God, today we close the door. Can you do that, church? Can you close the door to fear? Close the door. In Jesus' name, we shut the door to fear in Jesus name and Father God we thank you that you have given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind God we receive that today Lord God thank you for a sound mind God thank you for a mind that can close the door to fear thank you God for a mind that's not listening to the whispers of of the devil Lord God, we close the door today and we ask you that your kingdom would come and that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing.